Welcome to Idea Factory Giveaway, a guest-guided mapping expedition to the borders of human creativity. Para español, marque el dos. I'm your co-host, John, and this is all my fault. I'm your co-host, Besha, and I call into WebEx a lot. Welcome to WebEx. Please enter your meeting code or your something-something. God. Yeah. It's sticking your brain, you know? Right? It's isn't it weird that it's it's 2018 and we like there has still not emerged a single clear winner in that entire like space field. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've certainly dialed, you know, quote unquote dialed into my share of WebExes, but I feel like there's always, you know, there's 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 Zoom mm-hmm. uh, that, that, you know, been, I've used that on occasion. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, well, I guess those are the only two that I can recall in recent memory. But like, it's just like I didn't there was a time where we all thought Google Hangouts would be it. Yeah. And that did not happen, which is a shame. Can you even I mean, I don't think you can do screen share in that, which is key for some like business applications oh yeah no i don't know i don't know that's that's why we use it is there's a lot of showing people what you're doing right yeah it's like look at this look at how fucked up this Mm is um yeah no i yeah i don't i don't know i feel like i know uh, i don't want to jump in here because i'm not (laughs) here yet but i can this is just the sound from behind the curtain telling you <laughs> that I know you definitely can screen share in Google Hangouts and I am speaking from experience. Okay. <laughs> that's that's perfect. Thank you, and great I and welcome you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I welcome your eminence back. Everybody, Jerry Ann is back for her second episode and we are so pleased. Woo! Hello, everyone. Yes. So uh, for those of you who don't know me, I used to live in San Francisco for about 15 years. And then about a year and a half ago, I moved to the woods in upstate New York in the Catskills, kind of like in the Hudson Valley. So I'm a quasi-retired recovering tech entrepreneur, just living my best life. So that's my deal. I love it. I think that's so good. Like, what, what is your typical week like? Like... Well, I have 12 chickens, so they take up a lot of time. You know, I got to collect all the eggs every day and feed them and do that whole thing. Um, I chop wood for the wood stove because I basically live in the 1800s is what it boils down to. And I go on a lot of hikes in the woods and um, I rescued a dog. So we'll go on adventures together. And then I, um, I'm really into... Like bird watching isn't the right phrase for it, but like <laughs> I'll see a nest and I'm like, oh, what kind of bird made that nest? Or I'll see like um, owl pellets and I'll be like, ooh, what kind of owl made that kind of pellet? And then I'll see like um, butterfly chrysalis, chrysalis. I don't know the plural of that, but I I'll see a caterpillar and I'll try and figure out what kind of butterfly it will become. Or if I see a chrysalis, I try to figure out what kind of butterfly is in there. I'm just doing like a lot of research about nature for I'm, no one but myself. I think I'm learning a lot about the world. The technical term there is budding naturalist. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. I don't know why it always that, says, includes the word budding, but that's totally what you're doing. You're becoming a naturalist. 
Oh, budding is the perfect word for it, though, because I forgot about all of my gardening and my tomatoes. And yeah, exactly. That sounds so good. Man, yeah, so good. Oh, and my other claim to fame is that I am a nationally ranked crossword puzzle champion. So, just BT dubs. I don't want to brag. I gotta find out how to get in on this because I am a huge crossword puzzler. It is the best thing ever it has oh it's changed my life because you know i'm super busy between all my frog catching and whatnot (laughs) so i do a lot of crossword puzzles and i've gotten really good like super good national (laughs) champion good like there is a trophy on my bookshelf oh damn i that's the best thing i've i there's no part of that that i don't love with every Fiber of yeah. my pee. I mean, I knew I liked you, but like, <laughs> <Damn. laughs> oh, hey, girl. <laughs> can I also? Can I just tell you that my significant other is like, yeah, I've never done a crossword, and I was like, cool. So your stuff's out in the hall. I know. I was like, uh, deal breaker. Game over. Never. Never. Why? What? <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. They can't all be as, as good as us, Besha. God, we are superior beings. And <laughs> <Fucking> weirdos. <laughs> oh, my. Perhaps it's time to let everybody know what the deal is. Um, for those of you who are new to the show, here's what's going on. Um, every time I've had an idea, I've written it down for the last 10 years. And now there are hundreds of them. Some of them might be amazing. They're all in a big spreadsheet, and it's time to give them away right now. Jerry Ann is going to dig through the pile and tell us what she's found, and Besha and I are going to help figure it all out. If you hear one you like, it's yours to run with. I just want credit. And I want a crossword. Okay. <laughs> that may or may not have been intentional. It wasn't a good joke if it was intentional, so let's assume I slipped <clears throat> up. Well, uh, spoiler alert sidebar, I am currently in the process of editing a crossword that I authored and will be submitting to the New York Times. So everyone cross your fingers that it gets accepted, but it is a very steep curve, um, which is why I'll also be submitting to the Washington Post. But don't tell Will Schwartz that because I want top, <laughs> top priority for the New York Times. Are you allowed to do multiple submissions? Oh, yeah, of so course. Yeah. Okay, so it's not like writing fiction. Well, well <laughs> right, except I can't submit it elsewhere until it gets rejected. Oh, right. But let's okay, not say yeah. the word rejected. Let's say the word accepted and put positive mojo out there. Hell but yeah. um, yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, it is cactus themed. <laughs> of Because <laughs> another thing I didn't mention in my little intro is I, um, I have an avocation for the cacti and succulents. And this, this is a long-stemming obsession, even through San Francisco years, but uh, propagating and cultivating succulents and cacti. So naturally, my first crossword puzzle submission is cacti-related, but I will give away no further hints. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh, wow. I, uh, I mean, I, I have nothing to add. That's just... Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect in every way. Um, yeah, 
God. The okay. woods have been good to me, John. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Like some people I, move to the woods and become hermits and then start sending bombs and packages. <laughs> but other people, you know, <laughs> you know, for instance, let's say, for example, um, but other people just like adopt dogs and have gardens and do crossword puzzles. It's a wonderful life. I love it. I love it. I, I can't wait to see what you've found in the pile. Um, yeah, I've, I've dug up some goodies. So uh, I think we should just jump right in with um, this item is entitled, I Got a Man, but for tech recruiters, and it's called I Got a Job. So for a little mm-hmm. reference to that, for people who don't know the Positive K song, I Got a Man, it's like that, yes. but it's called I Got a Job, and it's for tech recruiters. Yes, yes. I, I, I envisioned it basically as kind of like a, almost like a Weird Al style parody where it's like they use the same backing track, but it's, um, or they recreate the backing track. But yeah, it's a, it's a tech recruiter trying to recruit somebody who already has a job. And uh, they're just, you know, um, that, that's, that's just all it is. The, the, here's something that I learned about that song, by the way, which is that um, according to... Don't at least ruin it for to, me. That is one of my favorite karaoke songs of all time. <laughs> Are you about to ruin my childhood? Well, I'm not. I don't know if I'm not. I don't know if I'm about to ruin it, but I'm about to add a, an extra layer of fascination. Some flavor I, in my ear. <laughs> well, so here's the thing, right? Like, I always wondered why they never credited the female rapper, right? Like, yeah. Like lots of rap songs, it's like you know, here's the song featuring this guy or featuring this person, yada yada. That was never in there, and do you know why? I do it's not because know the why. female part is pitch shifted positive K. Why? No. Same dude. No. 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 That doesn't no. make sense. Okay, I, that doesn't. My mind yeah. exploded. Whoa. Yeah. Are you serious? I mean, I, I actually, I, I went looking. I was like, who is that rapper? Like, like it is a crime that they never credited her. And like, I think it's on Wikipedia or somewhere. I mean, I found a source, and it was like, oh my that God. was actually just the same dude. They just pitch shifted him. And but, but it's, I mean, like she's got a different accent, right? Like he, he committed to that part. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Everything is different. That. <laughs> That is incredible. The, uh, so, so yeah, rap fact. You know, I mean, we're recording this on a Saturday, so rap fact Saturday. But uh, you know, I mean, whenever it is you happen to be listening to it, um, just know that that's the deal. Oh my goodness! Um, I my jaw is still on the floor. Hold on, let me just pick <laughs> yeah. that up, and then we can go on. Wow. So I thought it was cool when I did research research on uh no diggity and discovered that the lady rapper who does like name herself but is never credited it's queen pen um turned out to be uh, a lesbian who rapped about it and then had a whole thing with foxy brown about it amazing and i thought that was cool but that's not as cool I, I don't know. These are all. There's a relative sliding scale of coolness, but yeah, this. this I, I will say that this was definitely the most surprising result I've ever. I, I like. I did not even imagine that that yeah. was possible. Well, like, especially yeah. because in the video, it's MC Light who is mouthing the female part. Like, it, it, yeah. I just always assumed she was the person on the track singing it. Huh. I. I well, I can tell I you. 
that I am interneting while podcasting and I've looked it up and you are absolutely right. It is him and they just adjusted his voice. And apparently it looks like MC Light was originally supposed to do the female part, but something happened with their schedules and she couldn't do it. So they <laughs> he had to do both parts. <laughs> now that's hustle right there. That Seriously. is hustle. It's, uh, I um, I actually want to know what karaoke joint you're going to where they have that because I've looked for it and um, there's only one place that I'm aware of um, which is Nick's in Berkeley that has I Got a Man like the karaoke version I've never done it though because it requires raps you can't do rap songs for karaoke unless you can do it without looking at the lyrics yeah oh, for sure and, but I do not need to look at the lyrics for this song I think John yeah. you and I both the hardest thing about karaokeing this song is not doing both parts it is so hard to stop yourself and just <laughs> only do the part you're supposed to do <laughs> but I have indeed karaokeed the song with friend of the podcast, Ron Golden. I oh my God. remember it well. It was actually on the RVIP at South by Southwest, which oh, for listeners who don't know what the RVIP is, it is the best invention ever. It is a an RV touring bus that has been just outfitted as a karaoke bar on wheels. <laughs> and it, I, I'm, John can elaborate much better, but... Um, no, I mean that's you've 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 captured it. I mean, you know, there's there's lights on the outside, and the inside is like super gr- like yeah, it's 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 a good time. It's it magical. is possibly it comes and picks of, you up on the side of the road and whisks you away and hands you a <laughs> martini, and the next thing you know, like you're at the Copacabana. It is the best. <laughs> and that is an entirely accurate description. Uh, and. Um, there is nothing that need be added, quite honestly. But yeah, so if we go back to the idea for a second, like mm-hmm. the only thing that I had was just like that one bit of the course where the one guy goes, I got a job. And it's like, you know, what's your job got to do with me? me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Um, and, and, but that, and that's it. That's the only bit that I had. But I, I'm certain that somebody else <laughs> well, out there could do. we know do. it's going to like keywords that will be in this rap will be ninja, rock star, like, <laughs> you know, all of these uh tech recruiter bingo words synergy uh java and uh, maven or javascript i should say forgive me Uh, i'm losing my tech credibility i've been out of the city a year and i just i said java instead of javascript only nerds would catch that mistake but yes um i i love it uh yes yeah yeah that's clearly better i got a ping pong table Yes, yes, oh, exactly. Yes. God. I oh. wear hoodies all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, maybe we just need to meet up, uh, you know, off mic and just write this thing. We'll, uh, Facebook I'll, is going to uh, sponsor you know. this. Like, you know, actually, no, not Facebook. Like a new startup that got a ridiculous valuation and they have way too much money to spend their launch party, you know. Step one, write song. Step two, we, profit. Yep. We can, I mean, this is something that you, you, if you, if you completed it, you could pitch it to maybe, I don't know, to like to LinkedIn or Indeed or just be oh, like, you know, that's like, very on brand for them. You're right. Mm, mm. All right. Well, let's, let's get this done and then we will, uh, well, this um, is idea factory giveaway. We're, we're allegedly giving these ideas away for someone else to enact them. But, okay, well, since we're on the tech topic, uh, let me ask you about this other item you've listed. Chandelier 
computer projector. So this gives me a very good image in my mind. And it obviously just intuitively makes perfect sense. But I'd love to hear what you had in your fabulous brain. I am not sure. I think... I think what it is, is a... Okay, yes, okay, yeah. Um, it's... It, you know how, like, lots of times you want to have um, uh, a setup at your house, let's say, right? Where you've just got, like, a projector, um, and, it, you know, like, instead of a TV, you've got a projector that projects onto a wall, and that's kind of like your AV setup. But but it never looks good, right? Mm-hmm. There Shouldn't there, at this point, be a way to, to build something that looks nice? Like, something that, like, would actually make a reasonable chandelier, um, but that also is a computer and projector um, sort of like, you know, media center kind of thing, all in one. Um, and it's just something that you can install. Yeah. Or, you know, or, or like it, it hooks to your Sonos or whatever the fuck. Well, it's like, you know, it's just it, like it, 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 it performs the function that you need it to, but it also looks nice being hung uh, from your ceiling. It's funny because yeah. I, was, I was just looking at like vintage Bluetooth speakers. You know, they look oh. they look like old timey radios, but they're really a Bluetooth speaker. So mm. I feel that I, I feel like the biggest problem to solve would be how do you make sure that it's stable and that your picture doesn't constantly wobble or spin. Oh well, true. If it were a chandelier, you wouldn't want it to wobble or spin either. So That's true. But y- yeah. you'd let them they they sway gently, I feel like. Most most of the chandeliers I've in my vast chandelier I don't know experience. what kind of buildings you're hanging out in. <laughs> you know, but, if there's a breeze uh, or something. That's my well, former abode in San Francisco. Humble brag, I had a number of chandeliers in the house. Uh, I rented. <laughs> I don't want anyone to get any ideas that I, you know, whatever. But um, And so, th- like, even through earthquakes, no matter what, those chandeliers were there and they were in place and they're, oh. like, part of the structure. And I think maybe that relates to... You know, back in the 1800s when this house was built, there used to be candles Little, in those Literal fire. Literal fire. And so they can't move for safety huh. reasons. So I think logistically, this is a no-brainer. Like, I think it's very common in San Francisco that yeah. people have projectors. You know, everyone has cut the cable. You know, everyone's just doing the Netflix, Hulu route. So you see a lot of people with projectors. And this just makes sense. And I want yeah. to see it happen. I'm I old. agree. I say, why stop at projector? Like, why not add like an aerial camera in there? Like, as like a you can see who's at the door or something, depending on where your chandelier is. You can watch uh, your dog you know. from your phone when you're right. At work. It's like go go gadget arms. Yes, like a doggy <laughs> cam. And then there's like uh, like a lighter stereo. will come down. Like someone's trying to smoke a cigarette. Oh, this lighter just comes down from the chandelier to light your cigarette. Or like <laughs> in your in your uh, in Victorian in San Francisco. Yeah, I know. <laughs> true. Okay. There there could just be different um, modules that get added onto the unit that you know that, that still line up with it aesthetically, but that serve different functions. Yeah. I like this. Like, I want to check if I have food in my teeth. I just look up, and then, like, the little mirror hand comes down. And I don't even have to leave the dinner table. I'm just, like, I'm still talking. Well, that's a good one. It's a full-service home automation solution. Yeah. Perfection. So, um, here's one that I had a a lot of questions about. Uh Uh, (laughs) Uh-oh. It's called, this idea is called gender... Stylectic. 
S-T-Y-L-E-C-T-I-C. Gender stylectic. And there were no notes about this, but I'm sure between our brains we'll figure out what this meant. Like the dialectic, Uh, but it's... Yeah. For... for Style? Style? I... Past me really fucked this one up, because... I have no memory of it whatsoever. Well, there are no real hits for stylectic on on the internet, so you didn't. It's not a real word. You, d- you yeah. did just make it up. Um, what, was it about how? But there's were- a fantastic blog called the Stylectic with lovely DIY crafts. I highly recommend everyone check out. <laughs> but uh, so what I when I read this, my initial thoughts were okay, gender stylectic. It's maybe to empower people who are, you know, pursuing gender fluidity or maybe they're coming to, they're embracing their gender identity. And so maybe they need a little help styling, um, you know, their, I don't want to say newfound gender, but their, you know, expressed gender. So, um, like I have some trans girlfriends, for example, who, you know, we would go dress shopping together because they hadn't been dress shopping before. And so I would help, like I'd play dress up Barbie and style them up and, you know, help them um, have a makeover kind of thing, but as an empowerment thing. So maybe that could be an interpretation of this gender stylectic company. (laughs) Like it's like queer eye, but for trans people gender variant uh, gender variant yeah. gender non-conforming yeah whatever your your toast of tea is <laughs> i was i was envisioning it as sort of a, a conversation in clothing but i don't really know what that would look like and maybe just made Ooh. That up. no that phrase you could put that on anything and make a million dollars hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i uh i have no idea what that could have been but i like both of those so Really, you know, we have generated two ideas out of one. Well, don't discount the word stylectic, because that in and of itself is an idea, because that... Oh, I suppose that's true. You've coined a new phrase. Indeed. Indeed. It's like eclectic style, electric... It could go a lot of ways. I'm just saying that idea has legs. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) We examine the spectrum of gender through style. Mm. Ooh. Yeah, we don't want to like conform mm. to gender stereotypes or gender exactly. norms. Yeah, it sounds. It sounds now. It sounds kind of like a like a blog or a magazine or mm. academic journal, or like a, <laughs> an academic journal. Yes, or a, or a gallery show or. There's so many fashion blogs, but they're always cisgender. Huh. Or maybe that's just my bubble worldview. Yeah, I feel I like that's really... probably. Yeah. If I searched, I'm sure they exist, but just help them get to the mainstream. Just from that episode of High Maintenance, where the guy is a is cross dressing and and his pot dealer is like, "Wow, you look a lot better than the other client I have who cross dresses," and he's like, "Yes, well, there's a lot of differences in style among the community." <laughs> As he's wearing his, because his wife is a fashion buyer, uh, designer, and he's wearing like, yeah. 
Nice. <laughs> he's immaculately dressed when he's yeah when he gets cross dressing. He's like mm, huh. yes, unfortunately, but he's like looking at blogs for cross dressers. So I feel like I feel like that niche may be filled. We just may not be seeing it. Hmm. Perfect. Okay. This one is called "Unless the Monkeys." <laughs> <laughs> and your notes on this say that it's a new shorthand for when you want to convey, I have foreseen dangerous consequences to this idea. Instead of that big, long phrase, you just say, unless the monkeys. So oh, right. Okay. Yes. No, this, it, it comes from, it comes from a Simpsons quote that I, um, I've forgotten. Misheard? I've forgotten the origin of, well, no, it's, it's like where Homer is proposing something where he's like, why don't, why shouldn't there, like, we, we should just employ monkeys to do task X. Like that would certainly be a better idea uh, unless the monkeys started hurting people, which they almost certainly would. Right. And, and um, so like, yeah, it's like, I, I I envisioned it as exactly what the notes say. It's like it's it's just a verbal shorthand for the, I I know that there are like you know I can definitely foresee consequences that would be bad. So um, yeah, yeah. Um, I really like this, and I think we should help help it catch on. Like your friends, like yo, dude, let's go bungee jumping in a volcano. It'll and be you're great. Like, um, unless the monkeys, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, it, it's definitely, it's, 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 yeah. And I feel like it's, it's even better in a context for like trying to propose like large scale ideas for sort of like, you know, why don't we use mirrors uh, like in orbit to focus sunlight onto solar arrays um, so that they generate, energy all you know 24 7 instead of just waiting for daylight it's like oh that's a great idea unless, unless the, the monkeys, monkeys. there's <laughs> always yeah. monkeys there will right? always be monkeys yeah yeah um so that's that's just what that was it was just it was just something that i i, I felt belonged in uh in the lexicon and i i wish that i remembered the simpsons quote because yeah no i don't oh no, it was uh, uh, God. If for some reason, he wanted monkeys dressed as Civil War reenactors. <laughs> was he gonna give them muskets? Clearly. Yeah. Uh, oh God. Um, God. I'm gonna. Uh, shit. Am I gonna have to? Am I gonna have to look this up? I'm gonna have to look this up. Um, continue talking, and I will. I'm gonna find it. Okay. I'm gonna find it. So now that we're talking about monkeys, all I can think about is the Wizard of Oz with all those flying monkeys. Yeah, that's what I would. That was kind of they, at first. Yeah, but that's kind of a good image for what the phrase conveys, because those little shits will fly into whatever you're doing and f it up. I don't know if this is a kid-friendly <laughs> podcast, so maybe I shouldn't. It be. is absolutely not. <laughs> I, I found it, by the way. It's the it's the it's the episode it's it's from of course it's one of the classics where Homer becomes the leader of the uh, of the stonecutters. Of course. Um, and uh, and he's like Lisa's trying to get him to come up with ideas that would actually help people, and uh, and he says I can help others. I'll get a bunch of monkeys, dress them up, and make them reenact the Civil War. And Lisa goes, Dad, that doesn't help people. And he goes, Couldn't hurt unless the monkeys started hurting people, which they almost certainly would. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. God. Millennials out there, make this happen. 
Uh, yes. Uh, we're, spread we're, the word. And although, as, as far as I understand from the internet, instead of millennials, we now say uh, people under 40. I right. strongly have aversions to that because that would put me into the millennial category of which I strictly do not abide. So I am of the, what I forgot what they call me, but I'm not Generation X. I'm not Gen Y. There's a phrase for what I am, Gen Z. What, what, no, what I always heard was, uh, was Xennial. It's like, hmm. um, it's like, Millennial with an X in front of it, basically. Because yeah, because yeah, yeah, we're we're between the two. Yeah, mm-hmm. I see. That's the thing. I, I definitely I feel like I don't belong in millennial, but I do, you know I'm definitely am not. I feel like Generation X was for people who like really um really identified with the movie Reality Bites. Yes, that was it was just a little too like I was I was too young for that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Zennials. Yeah. Zennials or Xennials or I don't even know how it's supposed to be pronounced. Centennials um, unite. That's, that's what we are. I, I like it a lot. I am, I think, a, a couple years younger, just a couple than you guys, and I'm, I'm okay identifying with the the leading edge of millennials, even if I don't identify with a lot of their, um, you know, principles. Oh yeah, a lot of uh, all of their clarify. stuff ruining. I, I was not, I was not denouncing millennials or <laughs> you know looking down on them as a group. It's just more for me personally especially during my time in the woods where I'm so cut off from the internet that I wouldn't even know that there's a new term for millennials or whatever. Yeah. I just, you can't group me in with that. I belong more with the like octogenarians right now. I am there for jeopardy every day at 7 PM. The greatest generation right here. Yeah. I read the newspaper, obviously, for my crossword puzzles. Like, I am really keeping it 90. <laughs> like, I am. <laughs> yeah. Literally uh, keeping it 100. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's, that's, that's so good. <laughs> Fuck. So, Fuck. a millennial, I am not. But, um, yeah. So, um, I must have been feeling a little salty when I chose this one. Because, um. <laughs> This one is called Spraying PDA Couples with Pesticides. Oh, God, John. Oh, my God. Don't. I I bet you wrote this before you found love and um, are now happily married with child and surrounded by love. And so it's probably harder for you now to hate on (laughs) PDA couples. But I am still very single, so I still have very much hate for them. So, (laughs) Like, I am a fan of love. Well, I'll let you explain. Why don't you tell us your background? I don't know. I don't know anymore. Uh, I'm not sure that I have any more clarity into this than you do uh that yeah no i, just, I think it's just about spraying well, maybe it was like a public health concern like spray <laughs> them for lice and crabs and stds like whoa that's getting a little randy over there that's round in base number two and then like as a you know from a cdc standpoint the nih like it's really because you care about their health you spray yes. them with pesticides Yes, it's purely it's for epidemiological concerns. Exactly. Just, you know, um, yeah. I well, let's go with that. Let's go with that because I don't. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, full disclosure, I hate P 
PDA. Even if I'm in a happy, loving relationship, I still do not enjoy to see it, to perform it, any of it. I, I'm no prude, but I just strongly feel like keep that to yourself. I'm very Victorian in that way. Like I don't ever need to see what you guys do behind closed doors. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, I, um, I, I, that clearly was on my mind. I, yeah, God, past me. What was what was going on, buddy? Well, yeah. I mean, I chose to talk about it, so clearly. <laughs> I, I mean, what if, like, on fire hydrants, one of the taps was for water, and the other one was, like, pesticide spray to, like, cool it off and, like, de-lice them or whatever? <laughs> I, I think bet, you would um, need... Pregnancy rates would go down, that's for sure. <laughs> there would definitely need to be specific cocktails of um, of sprays that would need to be developed that weren't immediately neurotoxic. Um, and like spermicidal? Maybe... <laughs> yeah, there would have to be a whole other thing. I... Um... This is this is a this is a market niche that just needs filling, and um, you know somebody out there is going to have to do it. Yeah, Department of Health, get on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Do, 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 do. It is now time for one of us to give a terrible recommendation or showcase an idea from our guest, Jerry Ann. I believe you may have something for us. Why, yes, I do. How, um, what a great guess on your part. How insightful of you. <laughs> um, okay, so as I mentioned before, I rescued a dog uh, while I'm living in the woods in the 1800s. And so this idea kind of came, it, it stemmed from that. So the idea is titled Pitball Pit. So it's like a Pitbull ball pit. But just to, for, you know, to, for it to roll off the tongue, I call it a Pitball Pit. So many people are very afraid of pit bulls because the only thing we see in the media or the only stories we hear about are when they mauled some kid's face off or, you know, like they're in fighting rings and Mm -hmm. they're just portrayed as these vicious beasts. And I was of this, you know, misconception for the longest time before moving to the woods. So when I came to New York, I went to the shelter to adopt a dog, and I said, you know, hello, I have a lot of time on my hands. I would like one of your dogs, please. (laughs) And I said, anything but Pitbull. And so they looked at me, and they're like, oh, look, behind you, you have your choice of 50 Pitbulls Uh to choose from, because that's all we have. (laughs) And so I thought about it, and I was like, okay, you know, they, they need love, too. They need homes, too. And so I said, okay, let me just foster a dog let me see how it goes before I, you know, commit and adopt. So, uh, like 24 hours later, I was like, goodbye forever. This is my dog. You're never getting her back. She's the <laughs> thing. Uh, I am now one of those crazy dog people whose phone is full of dog pictures. But my dog, Amira, uh, Amira means princess in Arabic. That's the name she came with. And I kept Amazing. it because I love it. But anyway, so she's a pit bull mix. And she's mixed, uh, we think, with Labrador. But she is the absolute most sweetest dog. And I'm not just saying this as her owner. Like, you know, everyone loves their kids, even when they're brats or whatever. They're always the best kid. Yeah, exactly. There is so many third-party points of data that will confirm this. But (laughs) So we go for so many walks every day. We're always trekking everywhere. And it's kind of like this two-person 
image machine. Like we're trying to improve the perception of pit bulls so people aren't so afraid of them. In fact, mm-hmm. they used to be called nanny dogs in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Like instead of a yeah. nanny, people would get a pit bull and just stick that with their kids to keep an eye on them. And I tell you, like, you laugh at it, but that is totally what my dog Amira does. Like, if I'm hanging out with my friends and their kids and we're reading bedtime stories, she just climbs right in the crib and goes to sleep with them and wants to hang out with them. It's the sweetest. But Have, have, okay, you, ever, so, have you ever seen the, yeah. the, the photo set that's entitled, like, Vicious Pitbull Mauls Baby, and it's just like a pitbull rolling around with a baby, and they're yes. so happy? Oh, my goodness. It's pretty much my wallpaper. <laughs> my computer. This is your life now. <laughs> yeah, it's my life. And I'm a crusader because you don't hear all of the wonderful stories about pit bulls. And so this pit ball pit is basically a ball pit, but also filled with pit bulls. And people <laughs> can just throw their babies in there. And then they all jump around together. And I'm telling you, no one will get hurt. This is the whole point. This is a trust exercise. It is fun for everyone. Who doesn't love a ball pit? And when you come out of there, who doesn't love a pit bull? They are the sweetest. So this is my idea. In fact, I'm not giving this one away. I'm going to do this one. I'm going to it <laughs> it's, uh, I love it, and I can't wait to see the pictures. The uh, Portland, um, shoot, uh, um, like Mul- Multnomah County Pet Services has a float that they are now putting in all of the parades in the neighbor in the area, um, including like Pride and the Starlight Parade during the Rose Festival. That is titties in pink. Oh my God! Sign me up. And it's like four extremely good dogs sitting and looking gorgeous, and the whole thing is pink and it's lit up and and I just I have cried every time I've seen it because oh my such goodness. good dogs. <laughs> Hold on, we're flying out there right now. We're in it next year. Oh, I love it. They are the sweetest, and they're so good with babies and children and every other dog. They just have the worst rap, and I feel like it's it's unwarranted because. Those the dogs you read about the horrible stories they were trained to be killers. You mm-hmm. could train a golden retriever to be a killer and bite someone. So it's just so, this breed has been maligned. Certainly, I for me my primary objection to pit bulls is merely aesthetic, and that I feel like their fur is a little too short. <laughs> I, I I can get behind that. A, I, I hear where you're coming from, that and that's such fine. a John concern. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I, I need a fluffy dog. <laughs> I just, I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but, I want a dog, a dog who's is, fuzzy. John, if, you, if a dog is fluffy, you can't see their thinkles. It's <laughs> true. I don't think I know what that is. Just, just it's, it's their thinking wrinkles. It's when a pit bull oh, looks thinkle. at you and is like, why not snack oh. yet? And you're like, oh, look at your thinkles. You're thinking so hard. <laughs> well, if I'm going to pro-con this, shaggy your dog means more shedding and more fur to clean up and also you have to pay to get them groomed all the time like that's a big Mm. hassle so while Mm. i'm with you aesthetically on the longer hair tip just practically the short hair is fantastic i will Mm. say that amira my dog she's mixed with lab so she doesn't have that squished in face like she has like a proper snout and nose and she's just the most adorable (laughs) but um uh, we'll post pictures in the notes, I guess. But uh, yeah, so she's kind of got a combination of all of the things that overall you would want in a dog. Amazing. Amazing. Yes. And I definitely request pictures be texted to me. <laughs> um, that's that's great. I, I love this idea. I love everything about this. I, I've said that a lot, but uh, I think that it's just uh, it's just a true thing right now. 
you guys are going to be at a carnival one day, like in five years, and you're going to be like, oh, my God, look, there's a pit ball pit. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll be like, I definitely know where that came from. Where is she? Where's Sherry Ann? She's around here somewhere. (laughs) And then I pop up out of the balls. Yeah. (laughs) Best entrance ever. (laughs) All right. It is now time to tell everybody where we can be found on the internet. For me, it's super easy. Uh, my friend Jen, uh, Jennifer Marie on Twitter, who has uh, in the past guest co-hosted several episodes. You can find those in the archive. Um, she helped make this super simple for me. Um, just go to flavor.country for links to all my social presences and the stuff that I make, which includes my Twitter, my Instagram, and my excellent newsletter, if I do say so myself, which I am. It is. And did. <laughs> Thank you. You're here. You can find me on Twitter as Besha, B-E-S-H-A. And I am at Jerryann, G-E-R-I-A-Y-N. And that's my username on all of the things. But caveat to that is I live in the woods now, so I don't really check the internet very often. Right on. This This has been great, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, your Twitter really does have just, just cactuses as the background. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of my my brand when I had one. It's kind of your thing. Yeah. Well, friends, if you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe to this show by searching Idea Factory Giveaway in your podcast app of choice. And if you don't see it, let John know. If you're already there, go ahead and give us a five-star rating and a nice review. It would help us out a lot. Para español, el número ocho. <laughs> so good. Thanks, and remember, if you've heard an idea you like, go ahead and do it. I just want credit. And I want a cut. <laughs> and I want a hug. Aww. <laughs> 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 <laughs>